0: Welcome to The Money GPS, you came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. This is gonna be an interesting one because we're going to talk about aspects everyone will be affected by the first thing is the u.s hegemony right now the u.s dollar has the monopoly as the world's reserve currency that is changing we'll talk about that the second thing is the stagflation situation what's happening with prices and of course wages and everything that's interconnected and the third thing is the extreme market volatility i'm going to give you a chart gps and those who have been around for a long time know what that is rapid fire information, I got all of that and more. Let's begin. Right here, why China's payment system can't easily save Russian banks cut off from SWIFT. I had covered this article previously. Now we get to the next level. So what are they talking about here? Well, SWIFT is basically, think of it like the highways and roads of the financial system, and the US owns and controls it, and they decide who gets to drive on those highways and roads. That's the way you gotta think of it. And so you've got China that has set up their own. It's not identical, but certainly it's a different system than the SWIFT system. And more and more uh, they're going towards using it. But it has to be done in the Chinese currency, can't be done in US dollars. That's where it differs. And most trade takes place in US dollars. And now we have this out of Bloomberg Russia offers SWIFT alternative to India for ruble payments. Suggests India use the SPFS system to settle rupee-ruble payments. So you've got India saying, hey, we want to buy more of what you got, whether this is the oil, whether it's, you know, military stuff, they want to buy more and more. They're really, um, doing a lot of deals recently, and then also you have China as well. So these countries here are definitely in line, and we see that. We see the alliance there in many, many different ways, and this happens to be just one more. India's government is considering a proposal from Russia to use a system developed by the Russian central bank for bilateral payments. Um, You see right here the plan involves rupee-ruble-denominated payments using Russia's messaging system SPF no final decision's been made but we're going to see Okay, and that directly connects in with this as they mentioned also there US criticizes India on Russia talks as Lavrov visits Delhi so you got the foreign minister you know Lavrov as soon as you see him you know exactly who he is and there he is in India what are they discussing? what's going to come? we will have to see um few points here it is clearly obvious i've covered it a hundred times before but because it's related you've seen russia eliminating much of their u.s debt they've sold that off billions and billions of dollars worth they got rid of that at the same time they've been purchasing more and more gold we know this and so they can definitely go away from the u.s dollar as much as possible and as they have said since 2014 in particular they've said look we've done this because you sanctioned us so we didn't have much of a choice so that's what we're dealing with at this time right now today now this is a good article if you have a few minutes i would recommend checking it out but there's one thing that i wanted to mention from it but he gets into basically all aspects right now with russia what about european sanctions europe has no real sanctions look at the exclusion list Oil, natural gas, food, fertilizer, all of the metals that it needs. Hell's bells, all French companies are doing business in Russia. With euros, Russia can buy US parts from China. Who is the winner here? So you have obviously this, you know, a country like Russia that can just output so much, absolutely so much of these different things. Oil, obviously, being a really important one. And then where does it go? It goes to Europe for one. And so Europe just can't cut them off. That would be absolutely devastating. In fact, we talk more about that here. Russian palladium and platinum. Too important to sanction. They can't just do that. Imagine what would happen to the supply chain. If you think it's bad now, you cut off Russia, just think of what could happen as a result of that. Now, they do talk like like a lot of depth in this article here, which um, again, if you have the time, check it out. But essentially, let me just simplify it. You cut off Russia, you got a big problem for platinum and palladium, and then all of the materials that make this up. Just imagine electric cars. Just imagine all these you know electronic devices. You would have a very serious issue that could not be resolved. You know, it would take years. It's not as if, well, okay, Russia's not doing it. So, okay, we'll just buy it from that country. It doesn't work like that, okay? And a lot of this, just like silver mining, just like others, it's not directly mining for these particular metals. They have to mine, let's say, nickel. And in that, they get other metals that come up. And then they have to refine it. So, it's a difficult and long process that needs to happen, okay? Look at this. Russia's ruble rebound raises questions of sanctions impact. So, I've been covering this all along, and here you see the actual chart itself. So, this is the invasion right here. It just gets knocked down all of the way down to about 120 to the US dollar. Now, today, back up to where it was, around 84. Now, this is a serious change in just a short period of time, and really, you know. In terms of what's happening with Ukraine and everything, there hasn't been much development at all. So in that article uh with Mish out uh, of Mish Talk, he he talks about that and and what he believes the reasons are and all these different things. I don't like to speculate and so on, but I just like to show you the data. And right now we have oil at at this time of the recording, it's about ninety nine dollars a barrel actually. So it broke below. $100 a barrel, very significant. There are some other significant develop uh, developments that I need to cover right here. And here you can see uh, what's happening with Germany, okay? BASF is one of the largest buyers and consumers of energy in Germany. Can we justify continuing to finance Putin's war with our oil and gas imports from Russia? And essentially what they're talking about here is Does it make sense to start cutting them off? Well, look here. Quote, do we want to destroy our entire economy with our eyes wide open? This is a translator article, by the way. I just found it interesting because when you look at this, they know very clearly a lot of that gas, a lot of what Russia has to offer is going more so than many other places, to Germany. If you want to see the economy getting absolutely destroyed, cut them off. Look, this is what you do when you rely on a country for one thing. Look at what happened with the tariff war with China and the U.S. It has immediate impact, immediate impact. So this is the problem. You need to find multiple sources. You can't rely on one country, whether that's Russia, whether that's China. This is so important. And of course you got to rely on yourself too this whole offshoring business has its downfall do you see that this is something that i think should be understood by everybody today and that there is an impending recession we know that and this you know the yield curve does it mean anything the yield curve inversion yes this has officially happened now the 2 and the 10 year okay so it signals a recession absolutely Historically, this has been extremely accurate. In fact, probably the most accurate indicator that there is. But does it really mean anything? No, it doesn't. But what we can see is that there are a thousand different reasons why there could be a recession. You've run out of so much stimulus, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars worth of stimulus. And here we are today looking at the effects of that. You can see right now a key inflation gauge sets 40-year high as gas and food soar. So this keeps going up and up and up. The Fed's favorite gauge of inflation reaching a 40-year high. You know, every month is just terrible. It's not transitory. Pretty much everybody was saying it was transitory. A very small group of people were saying, obviously, that wasn't the case. But here we are. Rising costs at U.S. food banks mean people who need it most are getting less. This is something that I really do not like to hear, but I wanted to bring it to you. I think it's important, obviously, to, to look at this. Um, you know, when you do have such demand at a food bank, it tells you that there are many people that are in need um, and need that food. Yes, I, I see the comments all the time. There, there are people that abuse it, I'm sure. But um. You know that people are struggling today. I believe the median salary, despite all the trillions of dollars that they've pumped in, everything. The median salary right now in the United States is something like thirty-three or $34,000. That doesn't buy much. Doesn't buy much. When you think of taxation and all that, on top of it. 22,000 union workers at 29 West Coast ports may strike. Wow. I mean, one thing after another for the supply chain, we were seeing the, you know, remember the trucks were just dropping off the, you know, the containers in the middle of streets at some point blocking, you know, people's houses and things. It was ridiculous. Um, This just continues. It's continuing on right now. I just found it interesting. And then for my friends that are either from Sri Lanka or, or know of this, let me know if you have any other details. Sri Lanka imposes curfew after protests over economic crisis turn violent. So you can see this for yourself right now, but what is it? Well, they explain right here, street lights to be turned off, trading hours shortened, government unable to pay for fuel imports, crisis has been induced, by the tax cuts, and by what has happened through 2020, and I'm sure there are many more things, you have a crisis that can happen in an instant. Doesn't matter if it's Sri Lanka. Doesn't matter if it's India. Doesn't matter if it's China or Russia or the US or anywhere else. Things can happen very, very rapidly. All right, so let's talk really quickly about the chart GPS? All right, here we go. What has happened in the first quarter of this year? Gold, US dollar, Dow Jones, Treasuries. What's going on? Gold is the only one that had been up. Well, really, I mean, the US dollar slightly, but you could see that. You look at the tech stocks, all those FANG plus stocks, everybody's favorite. They had done, you know, you could see in the in the last, well, maybe not the last couple of trading days, actually the past three trading days, I believe, have been in the red. But you can see this is the beginning of the year. And you know, it's been sort of it, it was up, then we had this huge decline, and then it came back up because hey, everything's a okay now. Um, it's certainly been a wild ride, that's for sure. Looking at this, the bond index, it is the worst drawdown ever for bonds. Think about what that means. The worst drawdown ever. Quite extreme to say the least. Look at this, the yield curve inversions going across the board. We see that happening. If it hasn't happened already, it's on the way down. Looking at cryptocurrencies, they you know, since the beginning of the year, have not performed well, that's for sure. Looking at Bitcoin, down just slightly, but you look at the others, including Ethereum, which is down over 10%. Now at the time you're watching this, who knows, because these things move up and down 10 or 20% a day sometimes. And then you look at the Bloomberg Commodity Spot Index, which is up considerably, um, at least here on this chart, we haven't seen anything like this it's been so extreme to say the least now this is up and down and like i said it's by the time you're watching the video who knows where it is but it just shows us how extreme things can get how quickly things can turn around so what does this mean for you and you as an individual your family and so on well there are things that you can do right now today for your current portfolio your assets what you have I would highly recommend just to take a look at them and you look at the ones that just don't have those prospects. You know what's coming here. We are entering into a period of time in which it is likely that we'll experience higher inflation and as a result, higher interest rates. Do the certain things that you own just it just probably is going to get worse before it gets better. Maybe it's time to trim those. If you've got things that, you know, you know you you want to let's say add to now could be the time for that. You got to look at maybe something might be good for just a month, and you think, well, over the next month, this could do well. well. Maybe you can, you know, dabble in that. Look at that. Also, at the same time, food supplies may dwindle. You're looking at, you know, supplies of everything. In fact, may dwindle. Isn't it, you know, a good time to have some extra stuff? Maybe those are beans and rice and whatever it is. Okay, you do that for yourself that information is there. We're coming into a time in which, depending on where you live, you could start growing some crops, right? You could start to do so on your own time. And I think that just would be wise. That's that's it. Um, I hope that information was useful to you. If you did find it informative, hit that thumbs up button. When you do, you are supporting this channel. I want to thank you for that. If you haven't already, I don't know why, What's going on? You got to hit that subscribe button. Join the 280,000 people, like minded, all around the world. And I'll see you on the next one. Take care.